0: You're listening to Success Stalkers Radio, episode number eight with Vince Adams. Welcome to Success Stalkers Radio. I am your host, Iona Garrett. People all over the globe are rewriting the rules to success. They're making money and changing the world. Join me Monday through Friday as I interview today's top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and entertainers that will leave you inspired to take action and achieve success on purpose. Are you ready? Let's dive right in. Okay, success stalkers, let's get started. I am your host, Iona Garrett, and this is another episode of Success Talkers Radio. I am simply thrilled today to introduce my guest, Vince Adams. Vince, are you ready to stalk some success today?
1: (laughs) That's a great way to put it. I'm absolutely ready.
0: (laughs) Good deal. Good deal. With Chicago native Vince Adams has developed a national reputation for being one of the premier DJs for national events and featured galas throughout the country. Whether it's a live concert with hip-hop legend Dougie Fresh or being selected as a DJ for President Obama during the 2012 presidential campaign, his versatility has garnered him top billing from coast to coast. In 2012, Vince parlayed his education from Florida A&M University and DePaul University, along with his notoriety as a national DJ to lead the expansion of the Project 10 Challenge with his company, Vysalis. The challenge is the fastest growing health transformation platform in the world. And with the help of Project 10 kids, thousands of children are being assisted every day. For every 10 pounds lost, Project 10 donates 30 meals to a child in need. As an international leader in the company, Vince has improved his health and has been directly and indirectly connected to the health improvement of many others. He says his best work lies ahead. So Vince, I've given our listeners just a little overview. So take a minute, tell us about you personally, and then, because we want to get to know you, and then briefly give us an overview of your success path.
1: I definitely appreciate that, and just congratulations to you on, on the launch of Success Stalkers. I know that it's really a medium that a lot of people need. I mean, just think about the fact that maybe 20 years ago, back in 1994, a lot of people had the career or the mental path of let me graduate from college, let me get a good career. And a lot of those individuals in the last 20 years have probably been in two, three careers, maybe six or eight jobs. Um, we just understand that there really is no clear line or, or straight path to success and for you to be able to introduce to people, you know, different people who've had maybe some success in their chosen field and understand that it is, a, a journey as opposed to the end destination, that's great. And so I'm very proud of you and what you're doing. And and just to share a little bit about me, you know, as you said, I was born and raised in Chicago, and I've only really lived outside of Chicago in the, the five years, that's one year have internships, uh, that I was in college. So I went to Florida AM University, started there in 1988. And the interesting thing is that when I graduated from high school, which was Whitney Young High School, very well-known high school, in Chicago the alma mater of our first lady Michelle Obama so a, a very prestigious public high school in Chicago you would think that i absolutely had the clear path to success and knew exactly what i wanted to be when i grew up but my first day on college campus of florida and then i had no idea what it is that i wanted to do i pursued a degree in business because i said well if i start in business Maybe I could work in the front office of the NBA, I could work for a church, I could work for a hospital. I just knew that business was versatile enough of a a degree in order for me to apply myself somewhere, and I had no idea of what that would look like. And I graduated with honors uh, from Florida A&M University, but found myself in 1993 not able to get a job, even though I graduated from a, a pretty progressive Um, university with honors, And, and that really is kind of the sign of the times, you know, within where we are now, but it even started there in the early 90s, eventually picked up in the insurance industry, and I was absolutely unhappy, so unhappy that, you know, I found myself kind of going to work, coming home, eating, maybe playing a video game, going to sleep, getting up, going to work, coming home eating you know you kind of get to routine that
0: it was the same right. thing
1: you know day in and day out and one day i just kind of walked down the halls or maybe uh down the aisles or maybe it was a walmart or a costco and i saw a book by this guy that i'd seen on tv quite a bit usually after you know one two o'clock in the morning uh guy with big head, big teeth, (laughs) and he always (laughs) talked about success, and it was Tony Robbins. And I I walked past this kiosk, if you will, or maybe just a pile of books, and it was Awaken the Giant Within. And something told me to kind of grab that book and maybe read it because I was really looking for a a change in my life. And I remember that one of the exercises in that book was write down 100 goals that you would like to accomplish, 25 dealing with this, 25 dealing with that. It was four different categories. And I was like, how does a person come up with 100 goals? Like, you know, I probably maybe had three or five. (laughs) But it really pushed me to to think outside of the box, think long term. So I wrote down things like buy a house, sure. Travel across the country, you know, sure. Travel internationally, (laughs) yeah, right.
0: Right. You know, that was
1: what I was thinking at the age of 25 when I wrote those things down. And, you know, we have to remember it was 1995. Like everybody wasn't going to Cancun and – The things that, that, you know, a very good car in 1995 was like a Toyota Camry. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) Right. It wasn't like everybody was driving, you know, uh, BMWs and Maseratis at at that time. Right. So to push your mind to say, hey, let's do something like that, was absolutely thinking out of the box. And one day I just stood up out of my cubicle at work, went across the street to DePaul University and decided to enroll and get a master's degree. And it, it really just, after reading that book, kind of one foot one front of the other, one in front of the other. And, of course, I've had trials and tribulations like anyone else, but I always had a foundation of knowing that I really could create my own path to success. So, you know, fast forward at this point, uh, 20 years after I started uh, corporately, no longer having a, a, a corporate connection, haven't worked for anyone since 2004. And so now 10 years later, I, I find myself just kind of living life on my own terms, you know, certainly working hard in order to do that. But it's just powerful to think that you could start from 1988, graduating from high school, no idea of what you wanted to do in life, and now, you know, being able to live life on your own terms, there there certainly is a path to being able to get there. So I kind of covered about a good 26 years for you, (laughs) over about six minutes. But, you know, really that's a little bit more about me and kind of how things have led to where I am now.
0: Right, right. Well, I tell you, you, certainly have an amazing journey, Vince. You really do, and you know. And we're gonna dive way deeper into that journey just a little bit later. But before we do, we always like to start Success Stalkers Radio off with a success quote to really get the motivational ball rolling. So take it away.
1: Yeah, I think that probably one of the quotes that I mean that, that literally tons that that I, I you know. Uh, really am connected to, the two that I'll share if I'm allowed to, to have two instead of sure. one of is that yeah. change happens daily. It, it doesn't. I mean, change, I forgot my own quote. <laughs> it, it's that, that, that change change doesn't happen in a, in a day. It happens daily. And really just understanding that everyone a lot of times looks for, you know, the instant, the instant. But we're all evolving. Anybody that has a goal, as soon as you accomplish that goal, you're off to the next goal. So you're only going to celebrate for maybe a good 10 minutes to 10 days, and then you're already off thinking about the next thing. So a lot of times, you know, we, we want to, to feel that we, you know, accomplish things, but really our accomplishment is in our daily approach to life. It's not really a one certain event that takes place, and then after that everything's done. It's really the fact that, that change happens daily, and as you kind of keep that in mind, we're all growing and evolving. And then the second is probably a, a top one for me from a motivational leader by the name of Jim Rohn, and he said, don't wish you were easier, wish you were better. Yeah, and and it just lets us know that that really the people who are successful in life aren't the people who learn how to avoid problems or aren't the people who don't have problems. It's really the people who learn to embrace, you know, any challenge or problem that they have and kind of come out on top of it. So those are two that I would definitely share.
0: And that segues us right into my next question. So that that's perfect, you know, because you know we're all about you know the the story, the journey here of you know of our guest at Success Talkers Radio. But what we want to focus on first and foremost is a failure, a time in your life, and well, where, where you maybe just fell flat on your face. And and I want you to take us there with you for just a moment, and then share with us some lessons that you've learned from that failure.
1: Yeah, I I think that probably if I could just take a year in life, um, 2004 started where I decided to start a new business December 2003. So I started a new business December 2003, was in the network marketing industry. At that time, I was uh, a director for an information technology firm. So I'm starting a business part-time. I'm DJing full-time. I'm working in a corporate entity full-time and and decided to take on the network marketing opportunity and the reason I did that is because I said well I really want to do something where I get to live life totally on my own terms I've been introduced to the instruments of leverage and residual as a way of building wealth I understood that no matter how much my hourly rate was as a DJ or how much my salary was as a a director for a company that if I didn't show up to work the next month I didn't get paid (laughs) so you know, I was introduced to the fact that you could earn money, you know, kind of do the work once or, you know, build up the, the momentum where you kind of walk away and the check still comes, even though you're not actively doing the work. And that, that very, very much appealed to me. And January of 2014, just kind of like in an overnight uh, instance, I, I guess I couldn't say overnight, things kind of built to the point that um, I was then separated from my, from my wife at the time. And then, um, uh, I moved out the following month after that, and then two months after that, the company that I was working for was within the technology sector. So we remember how uh, after 9-11, it really affected the technology industry, and a lot of consultants didn't necessarily uh, get the same jobs and the same projects that they had based on where the economy was. So you fast-forward now, look at June of 2014, I'm no longer in my home. I'm no longer married. I no longer have a job.
0: <laughs> wow. Wow. And,
1: and that's a lot of change that took place in a short amount of time. And, you know, the, the spiral then went further and further down and that, you know, you don't just springboard or, or trampoline out of uh, those emotional, uh, uh, financial, and also um, familial changes. There really is a norming period that has to take take place. So, Probably 2004 to 2007, I, I was at my, my least productive with my most effort. And what I mean by okay. that is a lot of times people feel like, well, when you're quote-unquote down and out, and I'll just use that as a as an expression that it's just because you're sitting there and life is happening to you. But I was really running uphill. I was, like, really trying to do an awful lot in order to change my life, and I didn't see – I didn't have the the, the tangible – results of what it was I was trying to do from an effort base, but I really never lost faith during that. I got kind of confused, I got frustrated, but I never really lost faith that something better could come out of that. So, if you look at it from January of 2004 to December 2007, it was a very dark period, you know, turning from ages 34, uh, 33 to 36, you know, it's supposed to be the prime of your life. you travel traveled, uh, you know, you've been to Paris, you've been to the islands, you've you, been on TV, you've done all of these great things, but now there's this chunk of years that things aren't Mm -hmm. moving the way that you want them to move. And, uh, you know, I just kind of rebounded. I put myself in a position where I kept feeding my mind the right information. I kept opening my my network and my relationships to, to be in front of the right people. And, and so now for me to be in a position where, you know, I can pretty – I'm not in Chicago right now as, as I'm traveling. To be able to, to, to be upwardly mobile, help a lot of other people out in the process, but having gone through that period and come out of it, you know, just really face um, you know, hard work, and at the same time understanding that success depends on the vehicle that you're in. And yeah. if I could align myself with the right vehicle, then I could be present – Uh, myself with some different options and that's pretty much how things went down but that was a a dark point for
0: sure absolutely well I can see how you've certainly turned that dark moment you know into some major success for yourself and 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 that's kind of what I want to segue into also next here is you know because even though you've had you know some failures in your life and you've learned from them you know what I want to do is just basically find out from you is this you know, the, the aha moment. Tell us about a time when you had your, your aha moment, your light bulb moment. And, and then once you do that, tell us how, what steps you took, you know, to turn that aha moment into success for yourself.
1: Sure. I can go to um, December of 2008, and, and here's what happened. So I, I kind of decided that I wanted to trade in the, the foreign exchange currency market. And from 2006 to 2008, I really un- underwent this, this very intense educational program where I'm learning about the euro, the dollar, the, the pound, the yen, all of these different uh, financial instruments and how they can be leveraged against one another and their valuation creates income when you know how to trade them. Long story short, you money by trading uh, financial positions. And so mm-hmm. I, I did that for about two years, got you know fairly good at it. And so then you have November of 2008, and before <laughs> um, Obama wins the election, the, the trading charts just start going bananas. Like you know, the, the, the candlesticks—that's what they're calling—going going everywhere. And what that represents is a high amount of volatility in the market. And, and and so then you hear those words: Obama wins. The world market just went absolutely crazy, and so we've heard about the. Risk the recession that, that took place shortly after um, President Obama took office. So here I am, you know, maybe a thousandaire at that point. Certainly not a millionaire. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't have the financial position to hold all this volatility. So I come to a very quick uh, conclusion that I won't be able to succeed in this industry in this in this climate. And that meant that I really had to make a hard left. I really had to decide. Hey, let me make a turn in life that I'm absolutely going to have to take on a couple years project and walk myself from where I am to somewhere else. So I went back to DJing. And what I told myself is that I wanted to become a premier national DJ. It's not as though I had not done national events across the the country. But I said, I want to be the go-to guy, but it won't happen overnight. So Mm -hmm. what I do know is that President Obama will be in office for the next four years. It's my desire over the next four years, that when either he gets reelected or somebody else comes into office, in 2012 that I've completely changed my financial path, but I'm going to have to take it a day at a time. And and so, you know, just kind of taking on that mantra, the change happens, doesn't happen in a day, it happens daily. I, I really just set forth and and put myself in front of the right people. And lo and behold, summer of 2011, I get a call from Obama 2012 campaign, and they say, would you mind DJing some events that it is that, that we're doing? And we, well, we wow. developed a relationship to the point that almost four years later, or I'll say it was about three years later. So you know, I, December of 2008 is when I had the vision. January 2012, I wind up taking a picture with President Obama, the person who who was behind the markets that they went, went crazy. So it's amazing how, how things kind of work out. Of course, I had no idea in life that I would ever have the opportunity to work for and then meet, uh, you know, the president and the first lady. That, that That's pretty
0: oh, sure. uh,
1: incredible. But it just really, again, goes to that testament of, of there's nothing that a person can't get through without the proper attitude that goes into it so you know that would be the come up I think that anybody you know we have to understand that there are seven billion people in the world I believe and probably somewhere you know around I don't know maybe two million of the lifetime will ever take a picture with the president
0: <laughs> you know when I first saw it Vince, I was just like oh my god he's with the president <laughs> and, right. and I just was congratulated you from afar but I was just so excited for you
1: no, thank you so much. So, so that would be an instance of kind of turning, you know, uh, trial to to triumph, and, and that I, I just took a path and, and decided, hey, let's make some things happen, and it's really been pretty pretty fun and fantastic since then.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. I love it. Well, Vince, right here, let's shift for just the, let's shift the focus for a minute because I want to shine the spotlight on you, okay? And, and you probably, I think I know the answer because you probably just answered it, but I want you to share with our listeners your proudest entrepreneurial moment?
1: Well, you know, here's where I'll, I'll pick from, and that my mom is, is, is a hero to me. She absolutely uh, mean, means the world to me. And we have a, a, a very interesting dynamic in our relationship. You know, sometimes I'm the leader with all due respect to mom. Sometimes, you know, she's mom with all due respect to me. <laughs> of course. You know, <laughs> we, have, we have this very, very interesting dynamic. And just the fact that, you know, my mom at this point, that I've been able to introduce her to what it is we're doing now with the Project 10 Challenge and that she has her own corporately uh, paid-for BMW a car that she's always wanted. Now she's in her 60s and she has her first BMW. Uh, the fact that she's earned, you know, at this point, tens of thousands are on her way to her first six figures.
0: All right. Yay, and, mom. And, and,
1: and, right. And, and a company that she, you know, absolutely owns and is a wholesale Um, you know, provider and caretaker for within her her business structure. I mean, that's pretty powerful that a lot of us have, have, you know, achieved some modicum of success or been able to do something, and then you wind up paying mom, like, here's a gift mom, that sort of thing. But to be able to put your mother in business and actually watch her enjoy herself, watch her get accolades and and kudos from her friends and constituents and make her own money and and live life on her own terms, In that regard, that's a crowning moment for me relative to the fact that, you know, as a single mom, she put me through college and, you know, has supported me in everything that I've ever done to be able to turn around and return the favor. Uh, A a blessing isn't a blessing unless you can return it and give it back. And so that's probably my proudest accomplishment is to be able to see mom flourish and something that she absolutely is fantastic in.
0: Wow, what a beautiful story! I know you, I know you couldn't be more proud to be in that position to help your mom. That's Absolutely. awesome, and, and I've seen the pictures on Facebook of you guys and all your BMWs, and I'm just like, ah, oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> I love, it. It, it, I is love fun. it. I love it. I love it. Well, well, Vince, we both know that you know being an entrepreneur can sometimes be a roller coaster of emotions, and and, and I'm sure you would agree. Because, you know, you can be up today and within the next 24 hours, you know, some people are down and frustrated and ready to quit, you know. So so tell us, how do you keep focused on the end result each day?
1: Well, I think that Earl Nightingale has a a quote that says something like, you know, don't quit in your darkest time because, you know, the time is going to pass anyway. So a lot of people, uh, right now I feel like, People are kind of, uh, I'll say culture-wise, and this is American culture, not not anything ethnic, that we're raised to be mediocre, like we're raised to kind of settle and, and be complacent and not really use that internal drive, that internal spirit. And the most powerful, I guess you could say, medium that we all have access to is our imagination. So a lot of times quitting represents or, or what stopping or being frustrated represents is a dulling or a kind of like a dismissal of our imagination. Mm -hmm. And there's absolutely no way that there are computers, Skype calls, um, success stalkers, your imagination brought this together. When we stop using our imagination, which is our greatest gift, then we we kind of let the fears, doubts, worries overtake us. So, you know, for me personally, I I would say that the one thing that that I will share with anyone is that There's absolutely no way to become successful without moving through failure. A lot of people look to to avoid failure. They're like, I either can be successful or I can fail, but you absolutely have to fail forward and to success.
0: Right. Absolutely. And it definitely takes it definitely it takes a a strong amount of mental toughness, you know, at at least that's what I believe in order to to do what we're doing, because, you know, you're going to be distracted. You have an opportunity to be distracted. I'll say that, you know, all the time. And if you don't have that mental toughness and have that that focus, you know, like you should, as you just it's just going to be tough. It's going to be hard. So, yeah, I, I appreciate I appreciate that. And, and the next thing I want to do now is just kind of talk to you about some projects. I know you have some new stuff going on. At least I, I would imagine you have some new projects going. You you have anything that you'd like to share with us that you're working on right now?
1: Well, I, I can definitely say that that definitively what takes uh, 100% of my time, energy, effort, and, and passion is creating the, the success now that we have with the, the Project 10 Challenge, really changing the amount of lives that we have. The, the fact that um, if you look at it right now, what I share with people is that in 2008, the conversation that you may have seen on, on let's say, CNN or MSNBC, was around missile defense, homeland security, Obama, Osama, Iraq, Iran, things of that nature. It was really a, about where we were as a nation within safety. If you turn mm-hmm. to those same networks today in 2014, CNN and SNBC, it's not uncommon to find the conversation is around Obamacare, health care, diabetes, childhood obesity, type 3 diabetes, right. um, you know, the, the the raising cost of caring for American production where, you know, worker productivity is an all-time low. I mean, these are now things that, that people aren't unfamiliar with and it's a daily subject of conversation not only in the news but at water coolers and the break room where people do have health goals and they have absolutely no way of knowing how they're going to pursue a certain level of of quality of health and also a level of longevity in order for us to feel and and perform better for a long period. And when you get to the point where, you know, maybe you're after the age of 35 or your child becomes five years old or something like that, your personal mortality becomes a different perspective. It's like, how long am I going to be here and how, you know, well am I going to thrive under my own care while I'm here? That's kind of something that wrestles with people in the back of their minds. And and the fact that we've been able to introduce a very simple, affordable, and effective approach for people and fun at the same time, where people are are having fun achieving their health goals. Now, health goals and fun are paradoxical, like, (laughs) <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, it's an oxymoron. Put that, right, know, right. You know, you're not going to put those, you know, for health and fun. Like, you know, for most people, they're, they're anti-one another. You're not going to put things together. Right, right, right. But for people like myself to achieve a, a level of health that we've been looking for for maybe years, some of us decades, uh, that's incredible, and it's not always weight loss. I mean, the people that are fit in the gym, they look at the person sitting a couple of machines over and say, I wonder what they're doing. So everybody has a health goal. It's not a matter of just weight loss. And the fact that we've been able to introduce people, you know, to a way for them to gain muscle, lose fat, inc- increase their level of, of energy, uh, have their, their complexion feel better, through better nutrition, have their, uh, you know, not feel better, but, you know, ha- have their complexion look better, to have their nails stronger, their hair longer and thicker. I mean, all of these are a component of nutrition and, and for, Uh, us to be able to introduce that to people from the ages of four to virtually 104. We all, you know, have a nutritional need out there. And so it's great because not to name other companies, but my brother and I who both had success and challenged me with weight loss and with muscle gain. There are certain, you know, programs out there that we wouldn't do that are more so geared toward just weight loss, but this is, is geared toward health. And so it makes it so that grandma as well as, myself as well as my brother, as well as a a team that could uh, maybe lose 20 to 30 pounds can all have the same level of success because it's a health system, not a weight loss system.
0: I really like the way, you know, you put it, you know, health and fun, because usually that's on two different, you know, opposite ends of the spectrum. So I like the way that the company has put those two things into play. And, you know, I'm actually getting a chance to actually see you, you know, even through Facebook, we're in two different states. But, you know, on a daily basis, I see how, you know, your team is winning. I see how you're celebrating, you know, their success and all the people that are actually, you know, the befores and afters. I really enjoy seeing all of that. And Time for me to get mine up there. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I love it. Absolutely.
0: I know you've been, you've been on me for a while. I got to get it done. Time to do it. Stop talking about it, right? Get it done. <laughs> I,
1: I, I'll leave that to you. Timing
0: is everything. That's how, that's how at it. Yes, it is. It is. It is. But I, I'm definitely doing it. Um, well, the next thing I want to do is transition here. And we're almost to the end of this. But this is what I call my favorite part of the interview, Vince, because it's the success, the success round. And what I'm going to do is throw some questions at you. And I want you to throw some questions, some some knockout answers back at me. So we're going to go kind of back and forth. Sure. All right. I'm, I'm all right. So what was it? <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm with it. Let's do it. Okay, cool, cool. Well, what was it that held you back? from becoming an entrepreneur before you got started?
1: Um, I, I could say I never had a, a fear of being an entrepreneur. And I, I think that maybe one of the things to point out is that I've always marched to the beat of my own drum. And, and I would recommend that to anyone in that when I was 15 years old, catching the school bus home from school, if, if I had an intuition that told me to get off the bus, I got off the bus and other people stayed on. And and maybe they ran across something that wasn't great at the end of their bus stop, and I didn't because I've always followed that gut. So I've always been my own person, and I think that that's something that you really need in order to be an entrepreneur, and and that's probably why traditional jobs never really sat well with me is because I always had um, that I don't fit in type of thing, but at the same time I do have the ability to to provide and, and, and to serve other people just in a different way other than a traditional form. So, so you know, not not to state the issue, but I've never had any fear of, of going out on my own because I was more of an individual than I, than I was, you know, uh, kind of painted in between the lines.
0: That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So what is the best business advice, Vince, that you've ever received and, and who gave it to you?
1: Uh, Steve Carter, the, the person who introduced me to, you know, the industry of network marketing, which I, I think is going to save the world at this point. You have so many people who are working more hours and at the same time earning less money, having greater expenses, Um, not able to go out to Target or Macy's or or Kroger or wherever you are and and just pick up an additional $800 to $1,500 a month. You know, people need a vehicle that allows them to earn money on their own time around their schedule, around their family schedule, but by providing value, and service back to the community. There's nothing really else out there that that does that uh, other than this industry. So I was taught by Steve Carter, who was uh, my first and and most influential mentor in the industry. And what Steve shared with me was two things, pointing back to what it is that you shared, was that, um, you know, the emotional roller coaster will take a person out of the game. So if somebody likes it, great. Somebody doesn't like it, great. Somebody shows up, great. Somebody says they're showing up and doesn't show up, great. He taught me to view everything as great. And that life life is really 10% what happens and 90% the perspective of what we put on it. So a lot of times those things that we're praying and wishing for are things that we shouldn't have. And we don't know that there's something out there either different or or greater out there that really is more so meant for us. So I kind of just let things happen in the way that they should, and and so the first piece of advice that he gave me was stay off the emotional roller coaster, and the second piece that he gave me is that life is about sorting as opposed to about selling, and this
0: applies
1: applies to, you know, people that have kids or, uh, you know, people in a traditional work environment because a lot of times it's just better to identify that timing is really the thing that everybody works on. Not so much how great something is. So I can have the greatest idea, you know, the greatest service, or the greatest product, but if it doesn't hit a person at the right time in their life, it just may not be open for it. And that that works for anything that that we ever have in our life. So he taught me how to just sort and identify. If this is the time for that. Maybe this needs two more weeks. Maybe this needs two more months. And, and not to get caught up in what's happening right now, but understand. If you can just sort and say, this goes in that bucket, that goes in that bucket, let's keep moving forward. So, uh, you know, mastering your emotions is probably what that, you know, the umbrella that all of this will fall under. Steve taught me how to master my emotions in business, and then I got the skills and the other tools along the way that help me reinforce that.
0: Wow, that's really great. You know, I never really heard it that way, and that's a really great takeaway, you know, when it comes down to uh, sorting versus selling. Absolutely. Right, right. Definitely different perspective for sure. Well, can you share two personal habits that you have, Vince, that has attributed to your success or something you do on a daily basis?
1: Absolutely. One of the things that I, that I try to do more days than not is really have a success uh, regimen based on my own mental space. You know, I, I have my goals, I have things that I would like to see out of life I have the expectations that I have out of life and so for anybody who's ever accomplished anything in life they saw it and they expected it before, the, before it happened and I think that everybody kind of forgets that it's kind of like they want to have it happen and they say oh my god that feels great but you have to actually see it and expect it before it happens so I, I take myself in the morning through mental seeing and expectation drills where you know this is what I want to see this is what I want to expect and it could just be in an Evernote note, um, not to, you know, <laughs> um, do an advertisement for anybody, <laughs> but any note program, even if you have an iPhone or iPad and, or Android and you have a notes application, kind of just write out a bunch of things that you want to see and expect and what you want to intend in life. And, and changing the story of what it is you can have is what leads to a different story, and that's what's worked for everybody. So that's one part of the mental regimen or, or, or daily practice. And then the second is that I consider myself to be a servant-driven leader. So my 100% approach to life and what it's really always been is just to now have a vehicle that pays me for it even better, is really looking to see what can I do for somebody else. Sure, Denise, you would like for me to be on the call. What can I do for you? How can I do it? And if you help enough people get to where it is, if you help enough people get to where it is they want to go, you'll kind of just, you know, wind up being taken care of, uh, you know, on, on the back end. So, you know, you help you help people, it, it just kind of, you wind up in a great spot because of that. So, so you know, removing that, that what's in it for me aspect and saying what can I do to be a benefit to somebody else, you know, a lot of blessings kind of roll back your way.
0: Right. It's this whole thing about servant leadership, you know, and it's the law of reciprocation. It always comes back to you, whatever you put out there. So, and I'm a big on that. I love to serve people. So, You know, and I can only pray that it's going to come back.
1: (laughs) And the interesting thing is it just doesn't always come back in the form in which we, uh, you know, we intend for it to. But, you know, it it certainly does have its application.
0: Right, right. And, you know, Vince, honestly, most of the time when I don't even really think about, you know, what's coming back, I just do it. You know, I just do it. And because I don't really look for something to come back from it, you know, although a lot of times it does. But because of the heart that I have, I just genuinely love helping people and serving people that it just it just happens that way.
1: No, it's a beautiful way to be. It really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. How important was it for you to have a mentor? I know you mentioned that you had one.
1: Well, I think that a lot of times, you know, let's say that I want to be a millionaire from opening a lemonade stand. That's probably a good desire. It's not to say that it couldn't happen, but anytime we want to have success, we have to make sure that the thing that it is that we're committing ourselves and our time to, that it has the ability to pay us back in return for that effort uh, that that we're putting out. So it's not to say that you couldn't, you know, become a a distributed franchise that started from, you know, just a corner vendor. But, uh, you know, we have to see, hey, if I'm selling lemonade in Chicago, it's 25 degrees outside. I may not necessarily be as uh, successful as if I did that <laughs> in New Orleans around the time right. where it's 85 degrees outside. Right, right. So, you know, a lot of times we have these grand visions of I have this idea. You have to make sure that the idea is is able, you know, to, to pay us in return. And so, you know, that's just something that's very important is just to make sure that we're always applying our efforts and our energies uh, in a way that we're able to get a commensurate return. What a mentor can do for you is to, to let you know that the model exists, and now all you're doing is just following the model. That the fastest way to success for anyone is to emulate an system or, or or track that has already been laid out. And so that's really what a mentor can can do for a person. It, it, it's really invaluable, and it, it saves a lot of time. It really a lot of time too.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, being that I, I know you personally, and you know, just a couple of years ago, I even I consulted with you, you know, on a business venture that I was, you know, wanting to to seek out. I don't know if you remember that or not, but we we uh, I, I absolutely did. Yeah. <laughs> and and I remember the advice you gave me, and it's always stuck with me. And I won't go into all the details about that, you know, right now. But it was you gave me some really really sound advice. And and I, I listened to it, I adhered to it, and it really helped me because it, it really wasn't something that I really needed to do at this time. And it helped me to get back on course and get back to where I needed to be, which is success stalkers. So, and, and I really appreciate. I never got a chance to tell you that, so I, I want to publicly <laughs> say say thank you because I see you as a mentor, you know, well, you. kind of like a, like a big brother, but also a mentor too. I so, take
1: that, and and that's yeah. the beauty. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, and that's one of the beauties is that sometimes we we do have our own uh, vision. I I remember uh, speaking to my mentor with Project 10, and I had this real grand vision of something that I wanted to do very early on when I got started, and he asked me would I mind if he just kind of shows me a different way to approach it, and I was 100% open and coachable uh, to him doing that. And it didn't mean that he squashed my idea, even though we didn't do that. But it actually now, you know, at this point in my maturity in the business, we're doing more of those things. But he gave me a better foundation upon which to to grow and and just to have that tutelage and and to have him, you know, kind of show me a simpler route was something that I definitely needed. So mentors have mentors as well, but I appreciate the compliment.
0: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Vince, do you have an Internet tool? I kind of heard you mention Evernote a little while ago. But do you have an Internet tool or business app that you currently use to grow your business that you can share with our listeners?
1: Here's what I can share with everybody, and I I say this very unashamedly, is that, you know, (laughs) just a to-do, a a, a to-do notes um, program where you can put in your items to-do and a calendar. Like, really just mentally massaging and organizing life in, in a structure makes a world of difference. So it, it's funny that sometimes we get all of the fanciest um, gadgets and all of the, the, the neatest things, and this can take a picture, and you can send the picture, and the picture looks <laughs> right. up. Right. And, <laughs> and then we forget our things to do and our calendar events because we're not kind of sticking to the basics. So, uh, you know, of course, there are a, a lot of different um, apps and, and uh, gadgets that we can have, uh, you know, I, I've got, I'm have got. i probably surrounded by a few thousand dollars in
0: electronics <laughs> now. And,
1: and, and as I mature in where I am right now, I'm going back to just to-do lists and, uh, you know, to-do lists with, with reminders as well as uh, a calendar and asking for the people that I work with, hey, can you invite me to that event? Hey, can you invite me to that event? And, you know, by by me not having to be responsible for the appointments that I have with other people, but they're responsible for those appointments to me, but I accept them. It It, it makes my life, you know, tons easier. And and thank you for making my life easier with scheduling this for me today. I was absolutely looking forward to it. Um, You know, I think that you're on track as you become a sponge even more so, uh, but share this information with the rest of the world. I mean, that's what being a servant-driven eater is, that you are doing this out of your own sweat equity. But, you know, there's a bigger benefit, and you'll touch more lives than, you really, you know, can recognize at this point in in its inception. But that's where all great things come from, is from the idea and the execution. So you're on track.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that so much. Thank you, Vince. Well, what two books could you recommend to our listeners?
1: Uh, I'm going to kind of go away from Awaken the Giant Within. I think it's a fantastic book, but, you know, something that, um, you know, people can get some – I have some other tools now that people can, you know, make an assimilation faster. Um, if you really, really want to dissect how the brain works in a way that that would just absolutely change your life, it's psych- uh, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics by, by Maxwell Maltz. Now, it's a book, but I would recommend anyone get it on ebook or, or um, not if not on ebook, get it on audiobook from Audible.com, and uh, okay. and that would be the new psycho cybernetics or the updated. There's like an updated one, um, and the editor of that book is Kennedy. So, but it's Maxwell Maltz, but it's kind of brought up to n- new day. An incredible book, but you know, for someone who's ready to absolutely make a life change, it, it can really open you know, some doors. And then the second book I would recommend is What to Say When You Talk to Yourself.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: And, and that's by, by Dr. Shad Helmstetler
0: Nice. Okay.
1: And really, deal. really these two books, um, they, they are very big on just the importance of your own self-image. That self is really where all of our success in life comes from whether it's family success or emotional success, not just financial success, but we we really have to have a clear vision and image of who we are and what we say to ourselves, the conversations that we have of ourselves, who we see when we look in the mirror. That's what these books address, and that's really the cornerstone of how can someone be uneducated and be extremely successful? How can someone have a Ph.D. and be absolutely dejected with life it's not what we accomplish through, you know, accolades. It's really how we view, uh, you know, where, where we sit in life. And, and these books will help a person.
0: Yeah, definitely key. Well, Vince, I want you to imagine for just a moment, uh, and we're just about done, but to imagine that it, that you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand-new world identical to Earth, but you knew no one, and you still have all the experience and knowledge that you have today, your food, your shelter's taken care of but all you have is a laptop and $500. Give me just about two minutes and tell me, what would you do in about seven days, within that next seven days?
1: Um, <laughs> well, not, not, not to <laughs> sound like a shameless plug, but knowing what I know today, I, I would absolutely become a promoter of the Project Penn Challenge, and I, I would become very adept at making friends. And the way that I can make friends is this, is that I can walk up, Um, to, you know, my buddy, Denise, who I, I don't know. I'm in a new place that I've never been before, and I could say, you know, excuse me, my name is Vince. I'm very new to the area. You know, is it possible that I can introduce myself to you? And you say, hi, my name is Denise. And I'll say, Denise, you know, I'm just curious. What is it that people typically do around here for fun, for entertainment? I'm very new to the area, and I would love to just learn you know what, what's out here and then you would tell me about a few of the current attractions or things that that are happening in the area and that may lead you to ask well you know are you new to the area and I would say absolutely I am and you know I'm excited about the fact that I've absolutely been able to accomplish some health goals and I want to meet some people that absolutely may have a desire to change some things within their lives and, and I have an incredible way for them to be able to do that just by feeling better, looking younger, and at the same time that they can lose weight and maybe make a dollar at the same time, they may be interested. I think Denise would say, let me see, feel better because I don't feel great. Look younger. Who doesn't want you? Lose a pound. That's not bad. Make money. Well, Vince, what exactly is it that you do? And and, and, if, and if I'm willing to make, have that conversation with 15 people a day and I took off the weekend, I've just made 75 new friends.
0: That's right. That's right. Your efforts are compounding quickly. Absolutely. Well, you know, Vince, hearing your journey has, has definitely been motivating and inspiring, I know, to our listeners as well. And let's end with this. I want you to give our success talkers one parting piece of advice and then share the best way they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Absolutely. You know, I would probably say the one parting piece of advice, and this is something that I've been able to consolidate just over the last maybe couple of weeks is that I, I would ask people to pay a lot more attention to what it is they expect in life than what it is they want in life. Uh, far many of us, you know, desire and want things in life, but far more often we, we, wind up acquiring, whether it's in health, whether it's in love, whether it's in finances, we wind up acquiring things that we have a firm expectation for as opposed to just those things that we softly want. And so I know that everyone should have a, a burning hot desire a white hot desire as described in Think and Grow Rich, but at the same time, desire only gets you so far. It's a certain level of expectation in them working. And doing the actions that we're taking in order to, to, to accomplish those things, whether it's becoming more social in order me to meet a mate, any number of things that go beyond financial success, but there's a certain level of expectation. And if you go out the door and say, I doubt if anybody would be interested in me, interested in me chances are exactly. people won't be. You can want them to be, but if you don't think they'll be, or you don't have that expectation, as we change those stories that we, that we tell ourselves, and we start to find that life does give us more of what we expect, especially when it's positive. That's the way the right. universe is kind of designed. So that would be my parting, p- part of advice is pay a lot more attention to what it is that we expect out of life, not what it is that we want. Everybody has wants, but the people that have expectations, those are the people that, that tend to get those expectations met. And it uh, doesn't mean that it comes without any level of disappointment. Just be steadfast and over time mm-hmm. the way right things will take place. Uh, and then the way that I can be reached, simplest way to connect with me is Vince90daychallenge at gmail dot com. So that's all together, Vince, the, the number ninety, Vince90daychallenge at gmail dot com is a great way to uh, be in touch with me. And then my website for the challenge is VinceAdams.bodybyby. dot So that's the word body, the word by, and then the letters V I dot com. dot Dot com. There's a, a brief explanation of what the challenge is about and information request box there as well. So between the website and the email address, anyone can, can reach me and we can have fun and, and fall into a new city in America and make a lot of friends and maybe make some money in the process. Love it. I
0: love it. I love it. Well, Vince, I know our listeners have gotten some great takeaways and nuggets from you today. I know I certainly have. And they can also find the links to everything that we've been chatting about and all the information we talked about will be at successstalkers.com slash Vince Adams. And it will all be there in the show notes, so they'll be able to follow you there too. And uh, so, Vince, we just really appreciate you for being so generous with your time and transparent with your journey today. So we say thank you.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks so much, and continued success to you. And I'm definitely excited to follow your journey as well as the, the other leaders in, in the respective industries that you're you pulling together on the line. You've got an extensive Rolodex there, and great to see you putting it to use for others. That, that's pretty incredible.
0: Thank you so much. And for everyone out there listening, thanks for tuning in. And until our next episode, remember to keep stalking success. Well, that'll do it for another episode of Success Stalkers Radio. If you'd like to hear more from these inspiring entrepreneurs and entertainers, be sure to subscribe to the Success Stalkers Radio podcast on iTunes. And if you found value in this episode, give us a review, hopefully five stars. You may also visit us at successstalkers.com. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you.